no matter what church denomination or tradition you are most familiar with, we can assuredly know that the virtues of hope, love, joy, and peace are important in the Christmas story, as well as the rest of our lives and our daily walk with Christ. And this morning, as the month of December and the Advent season begins, I'd like to spend some time focusing on joy. Philippians 4, 4 through 5 reminds us to rejoice, for indeed the Lord is near. We celebrate Christ's first Advent at Christmas when he was God with us on this earth. And we look forward to his second advent to take us home. In other words, whether past or future, today in the present, we celebrate the joy of Christ's coming to earth. I believe it's crucial to highlight the importance of joy in the advent season. So allow me to light a candle to signify the power and light that joy brings to the human heart. As Brandon mentioned, this is a time where depression is at an all-time high, and many people seem to be in deep levels of despair. This candle, though, it can offer a bright, light during what is, for many, a dark time. Yet it was during the middle of the night, during that darkest time, when the shepherds encountered angels in the field so long ago. Luke 2.10, our scripture reading, then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. And so before we dive into the numerous verses that talk about joy, I think that we should first establish what biblical joy actually is. It goes far beyond momentary happiness. It isn't like the the happiness that a child might have when they unwrap that gift that they'd been hoping for, that they'd been wishing for on Christmas Day. Joy is an extreme happiness that cannot simply be deterred by current circumstances, current situations. This type of joy, this biblical joy, it comes from God comes from God. Joy can often be experienced when a Christian thinks about salvation, eternal life, and Jesus. It is an eager anticipation about wonderful things to come. The shepherds experienced this as they ran to Bethlehem to see Jesus. God is the one who fills us with this Type of joy. As Romans 13, 13 tells us, 
Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot will ourselves to experience joy. It comes from God alone. It's also a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and so on. We experience more joy when we spend time with God. We have to keep in mind that this biblical joy only comes from God, but when we spend time with him, we allow him to fill us with it. Joy is a wonderful gift. It fills us with elation and happiness. Yet, as I mentioned before, and as Brandon mentioned in his prayer, some of us struggle with experiencing these emotions during the holiday season. Whether it's past or current circumstances, unhealed trauma or abuse, feelings of loneliness and despair. For many, the holiday season is the most depressing time of the year. And so maybe you, maybe somebody that you know experiences this. It's almost as if your joy has been stolen. And it's easy to feel guilty about that during this time of the year that is supposed to be a joyful season, feeling otherwise, it seems taboo or not allowed. And so I just want to pause for a moment and just say that if, if you feel like I'm talking about you, I want to give you permission to be comforted and heard by Jesus. For these following words came from his mouth. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again. And your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. Amen. A time is coming where no one and no thing will be able to steal your joy. But in the meantime, because of sin, we will have to face times of sorrow, loneliness, and maybe even abusive individuals. And my prayer is that you realize that there is hope, love, joy, and peace to be found within the tender, open arms of Jesus. This world may try its best to steal our joy, but when we come right down to it, the real joy at Christmas comes not from the lights, not from the decorations or the music, but from the meaning, the soul of Christmas. At the heart of Christmas is the astoundingly good news that Jesus Christ was born as a Savior into this world because he loves you. From the beginning to the end, the Christmas story is punctuated with various outbursts and moments of joy. And they all center around the birth of Christ. 
You simply can't get around that fact. You can't get away from it. You can't spell Christmas without Christ. And you can't enter into the true joy of the season without Jesus. This morning, I want us to consider three truths about the joy at Christmas. One, joy, or Jesus brings the joy of salvation. Jesus brings the joy of salvation. Number two, joy leads to proclamation. Joy leads to proclamation. And three, joy also leads to praise. Joy also leads to praise. All three of these truths are found right in the very scripture passages which tell us the Christmas story. And so all three of these truths together capture the true meaning of the joy of Christmas. First, let's look at the fact that Jesus brings the joy of salvation. Now, Jesus brings joy in so many areas of life, but the joy that is especially associated with Christ's birth is the joy of salvation. The Bible, it makes a connection between salvation and joy. For example, we read David's prayer to the Lord in Psalm 51, 12, where he says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Now, for a little context here, a little historical context, David wrote this not long after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba. David had sinned greatly against God, yet he still understood the connection between salvation and joy. He repented of his sin. He asked God's forgiveness and pleaded for God to restore the joy of his salvation. And we find the same connection between salvation and joy in Isaiah 12, 3, where Isaiah writes, therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. What a beautiful image. In this passage, Isaiah is prophesying about the second coming of Christ, which is a large part of the focus of the Advent season. Well, we'll get into some of that. Advent, it not only reminds us of Christ's first coming, but also as we anticipate and as we prepare for his second coming, when salvation will be revealed fully. It's what we look forward to. There is no true joy without salvation, and there is no true salvation without joy. The two go together, and they, they especially go together in those scriptures which tell us the Christmas story. For example, we read in the Gospel of Luke how when Mary was pregnant with Jesus, she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was also pregnant at this time. She was pregnant with John the Baptist. And this is really a heartwarming scene because Mary enters 
and John the Baptist, who was already, as the Bible tells us, filled with the Holy Spirit, starts jumping for joy within his mother's belly. Elizabeth tells Mary as much. She says, For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Why? Why? Because as Elizabeth put it, Mary was the mother of her Lord. Jesus is Lord. Mary was Jesus's mother, and John was in close proximity with Jesus, who had come to bring salvation for his people. And so John begins jumping with joy in his mother's womb. Another great example of Jesus bringing the joy of salvation is with the wise men in the Gospel of Matthew. They traveled a great distance just to see the Messiah and to worship him. They had seen his star in the east, but they didn't know exactly where he was to be born. So they stopped in Jerusalem along the way to ask King Herod for additional information. And so we read this in Matthew 2, starting at verse 9. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Once again, they rejoiced at finding the place where Jesus was born. Why? Why? Because Jesus was the Messiah who had come to bring salvation to humanity. Salvation and joy belong together. And joy and Christmas belong together because Jesus came at Christmas to bring us joy, especially the joy of salvation. Amen. And so that's, that's the first point this morning. Jesus brings the joy of salvation. But secondly, joy leads to proclamation. Joy leads to proclamation. Jesus brings the joy of salvation, and that joy leads us to share the good news of Jesus with others. We find this truth demonstrated to us in the story of the angels and the shepherds. For example, we read in Luke 2, verse 8, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And it continues, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Notice the news about Jesus's birth is not only news, but it is good news. It is not only good news, but it is good news of joy. 
it is not only good news of joy, but it is good news of great joy. And it is not only good news of great joy, it is good news of great joy for all people. But how will all the people know about this good news of great joy that is for them if we don't tell them? How will they know if we don't share it with them? We share good news with each other all the time. When something good happens, we talk about it with our family. We talk about it with our friends or at at work or at school. We post it on social media. We shoot out some text messages, maybe even pick up the phone and make a few calls. When the good news is the birth of a baby, we especially share it with others, don't we? It's, it's, it's exciting, full of joy. We take pictures. We send out birth announcements. We are filled with the joy at the birth of a child, and that joy just naturally leads to proclamation. We want everyone to know and to be able to share in that joy that we have. Well, if we tell everybody about the birth of our own babies, how much more should we proclaim the birth of God's son? Good news is for sharing, and there is no better news than the news that the angel shared with the shepherds that first Christmas Eve. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. So what did the shepherds do? What did they do after they received this good news of great joy, which was for all people? Let's find out. Picking up the story in verse 15, it says, So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. When the shepherds, heard this good news of great joy that was for all people. First, they checked it out for themselves. But then when they found everything, just as the angel had told them, what did they do? Did they just keep it to themselves? Did they hide it under a bushel? No, no. They spread the word they spread the good news to others. Why? Why? Because good news is for sharing. Good news is worth sharing. Now, don't turn on the cable news and try to find good news. But again, we're talking about joy from a biblical perspective, from the Christian perspective. And over and over and over and over throughout scriptures, both Old Testament and New Testament, we are reminded, we are called to take good news, to celebrate it, and to share it. Good news is worth sharing. This was good news of great joy 
for all people. And it would have been wrong for them to just keep it to themselves. It would have been wrong. Joy leads to proclamation. And third, joy leads to praise. We find this truth demonstrated to us in two examples from the Christmas story. The first example is Mary. After she hears the word of prophecy from Elizabeth that we looked at earlier, Mary was filled with joy and wonder as her cousin Elizabeth spoke words of blessing and favor to her and to the child she carried in her womb. And her joy could not be contained. And so she, she burst out into a song of praise. Luke 1, 46, starting at 46, it says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. We often call this Mary's song or the Magnificat as Mary magnifies or glorifies the Lord for choosing her to be the mother of Jesus. And notice that this joy that, that she's experiencing, that she's sharing, that she's talking about, it still has to do with salvation. Mary rejoices in God, her Savior. She is filled with joy at God's goodness to her, and her joy bubbles over into praise. And then we find this same pattern also with the shepherds. They return from sharing the good news of Jesus with the people of the town, and we find this in Luke 2.20. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Joy leads to proclamation. So they went out and they, they spread the word about Jesus and his birth, but joy also leads to praise. And so they returned glorifying and praising God for all that he had done. God chose them to be eyewitnesses to the birth of Christ, and they would never forget the things that they heard, the things that they saw that night, which were just as they had been told. So this Advent candle of joy, it reminds us these three important aspects of joy relating to Christmas. Jesus brings the joy of salvation. Joy leads to proclamation. And joy leads to praise. And these three aspects of joy at Christmas also become three application points for us as we respond to the message today. Here comes that homework, Don. I, I mentioned to Don that I was gonna give y'all homework at the end of the sermon. Here, here's the application. Here's the homework. Here's how we fit into this. Dear friends, I've, I've got some questions for you. First of all, we saw today that Jesus brings the joy of salvation. 
And with that in mind, I ask this. Do you know Christ as your Savior? Do you know Christ as your Savior? Do you know the joy that comes as your Savior? Do you know the joy that comes from having Christ as your friend and having your sins forgiven? Do you know the joy of being restored to right relationship with God through Christ, your Savior? The message that the angel gave to the shepherds that first Christmas night is just as applicable to you. 2,000 years later, right here, right now. They said, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, he is Christ the Lord. There is no true joy without salvation, and there is no true salvation without joy. Jesus is the reason for the season. And if you have never trusted Jesus as your Savior, then you are missing out on the true joy of Christmas. Secondly, we learned that joy leads to proclamation. If you do know Jesus as your Savior, then you need to spread the word. So my question for you on this matter is, have you told anyone about Jesus this Christmas season? Now, I know it's just started. I, I mean, if you've been in any stores, it started like a month ago. But I know December just started. So this question is not just for right now, but keep this question in your mind as you go throughout the coming days and weeks of December. Have you told anyone about Jesus this Christmas season? You don't need to be a trained theologian to share Christ with others. Just tell them that Christmas is all about the birth of Christ, who came to be our Savior because he loves us. Tell them that Jesus died on the cross for their sins so that they could be forgiven. Tell them Jesus rose from the dead and he is alive today. Tell them Jesus is coming back to bring peace to this earth. That's all very good news. And remember, good news is worth sharing. And don't just tell them about this amazing love and grace. Show them in your treatment of them. Show them through your words and your actions. If you know Jesus as your Savior, then you know the joy of salvation, and joy leads to proclamation. And then finally, joy leads to praise. So I ask, have you given God praise for all he's done? Have you given God praise for all he's done? Praise God every day for your salvation. Amen. Praise him for his amazing grace. Praise him for his great love in sending his son, Jesus, to be your savior. Amen. Praise him for his goodness and his kindness in forgiving your sins. Praise him for the miracle of the incarnation at Christmas that God the Son took on human flesh and was born into this world as a little baby. Are you filled with joy this Christmas season? Because you should be. God is good. Christ has come. And salvation, dear friends, is yours. Amen. 
Christmas is all about joy because joy comes from Jesus and Christmas is all about him. Now, next week, we will spend some time talking about peace. I'm gonna light another candle. But until then, I'm gonna blow out this physical candle, believing that the spiritual flame will continue to burn within your hearts this week. And before we have our closing prayer, I wanna invite Brandon to come forward just to stand at the foot of the steps over here. He's our elder in charge for today. And after the benediction, I'm gonna step down on this side and we just wanna be here if if there's anybody in this place who has a specific burden, a, a specific prayer request, a specific need that you just need to share. Maybe you have a tremendous praise And now you've learned, I've experienced this joy through this week and I just can't let it go. I feel like I'm gonna burst, but now I've learned that joy leads to praise, joy leads to proclamation, and I just wanna share that with someone. We're gonna be down here and and we'd love to just spend some time with you and then lift your petitions, lift your praises up to God in prayer. All right, but for now, let's have the closing prayer. Our loving, gracious, heavenly Father, Help us remember that the good news of Jesus' birth has the power to bring us great joy this Christmas season. Our joy isn't dependent on what is going on in our life, in our world, or even the people that we are with. It doesn't depend on the gifts we give or the gifts we find under the tree. No earthly thing can ever give us complete joy. Our joy comes from you. That joy that flooded the hearts of the shepherds, the angels, the wise men, all the hosts of heaven, Mary and Joseph, is the joy that still has the power to overwhelm our hearts with rejoicing. Father, you offer the same joy to us now if we know you and recognize Jesus as our Savior and Lord. You gave us a reason to celebrate, and you gave us the unspeakable gift of Jesus Christ. You came to dwell among us. You went to Calvary's cross for us. You overcame death and rose from the dead for us. You forgive our sins and give us eternal life when we believe in you. Our joy doesn't come from our jobs, families, our relationships, our finances, even our successes. Our joy doesn't come from what we have on earth. Our joy is a gift. It's a gift that you gave us that first Christmas in Jesus Christ. So Lord, we ask now, flood our hearts with joy this Advent season as we reflect on the good news of Jesus' birth. And it's in his precious name that we pray, amen and amen.